Hello, and welcome to the spoiler cast version of Rehydrate. This is a bonus episode to the main podcast where we talk about the three-body problem, the entire series of the Remembrance of Earth Past, and the upcoming Netflix show around the three-body problem. Warning for everyone, this episode will contain spoilers, not only for the episode content, but the entire three-body problem and the entire Remembrance of Earth Past series. So if you're not interested in spoilers, please do not listen. I'm joined by Amin. Hi, uh, my name is Amin, and I have only read up to the chapters that we are discussing this week, but I also don't care about spoilers, and I like learning, so I am joining Dan on the spoiler cast. So following up from our previous episodes, Dan, there was a parable or a hypothesis about the shooter and the farmer and, and, and talking about the two dimensions. Can you, can you expand on what that means? Because I was a little, it seemed out of place in the rest of the story. Yeah, I think t- t- when I, the way I read it with the full context of the entire series is that he's kind of foreshadowing the two-dimensional attack that's going to be coming on the, the universe uh, and at the end of the, close to the end of the third book. And so the, the actual paragraph that I had highlighted, I just, I'll just read it saying, in the shooter hypothesis, a good marksman shoots at a target, creating a hole every 10 centimeters. Now suppose the surface of the target is inhabited by intelligent two-dimensional creatures. The scientists, after observing the universe, discover a great law. There's this a hole in the universe every 10 centimeters. They have mistaken the result of the marksman's momentary whim for an unalterable law of the universe. So I think it's 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 not all foreshadowing the two-dimensional attack, but I think it I think he had that idea uh in his head, you know, and kind of went throughout the series there's like a very recurring theme of uh, dimensionality. Uh and we'll talk about that a little bit later too with with some of the events that happen in this in this episode, but in the third book especially that you know there's a, there's a dimensional attack, there's also stuff that talks about four dimensions there's like a ship that travels through space and like encounters like four dimensional pockets. There's a lot of like dimensionality that that occurs in the in the series. So I think this is probably Leo Sushin is interested in dimensionality, uh, but this is also kind of foreshadowing the, a two-dimensional world. So how familiar do I need to be with physics and multidimensionality? Because I feel like the movie, I'm going to bring this up again, uh, Chris Nolan's uh, Interstellar, he kind of talked about some of the physical impacts of being nearer to a black hole and how it shifts time space. But there was a lot of explanation in that movie to keep keep the viewers along for the ride. So is that similar in this book or, or is there some additional reading that that people who might not be as familiar with with multidimensionality theory need to do? I didn't do any additional reading before I read the book, and I mostly understood it, although it gets confusing and very technical <laughs> later on. So the more you know about it, the better, I th- the the more rich the experience is going to be for for understanding what's happening. Another book that um, that's probably interesting to read is a book called Flatland, which talks about like, it, it's like about beings living in like different, in, in two dimensions, basically. So if you think about like, if you're living in two dimensions, like what does a circle look like? It just looks like a line in front of you, right? Like where we would see it, the three dimensions as you know round objects if we look on top of it, right? Because we're looking at three dimensions. But if you're living on a flat plane and you encounter a circle, um, 
then it just looks like a flat line. Um, okay. and, and so like just looking at, you know, thinking about how different worlds interact in different dimensionality is, is interesting. And, and, you know, there's a lot of like physics stuff that happens later on, even in this book, especially with dimensionality, like that, that's going to be a, an important concept that, that comes up even in this book to, uh, to kind of understand. I would say you don't have to fully understand like the intricacies of, of it to really appreciate it. But it, I think it, it kind of enriches the your experience too by by knowing that. All right, and and for our listeners' information, Flatland is a uh, it's a book from the late nineteenth century by Edwin Abbott Abbott. There should be free versions out on the internet if you if you don't want to make a trip to your local library. Yeah, I think that's how I read it. Was 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 the yeah, some some public domain website? Um, but it's it's short and it's it's really interesting. It's an interesting perspective. Uh, uh, overloaded perspective term, but yeah, it's an interesting uh, storytelling um, mechanism to think about like a race living in two dimensions. And then like, there's like a, a race living in third dimensions that's observing it. And it, it it's, it's a worthwhile mm-hmm. read, especially a, it's a good companion piece to, to this series. So the other, the other follow-up was on the last spoiler cast, I was curious about whether or not how, the rest of Earth citizens feel about hiding ourselves from the aliens, knowing that the attack could be hostile versus being uh, proactive and reaching out. Yeah, I went back and listened to the last episode and realized I'd never answered your question because I went off on a tangent. I'm just interested in this series and like I sometimes get animated about stuff that I think is is uh, is, is cool about the books. But the, the way that it works is the Earth's population is made aware that an attack could be imminent. So the if you remember from last episode, I talked about the the deterrence where uh, Logi um, had like a, a mechanism where he would broadcast the coordinates of Trisolaris um, and say in order to protect us from not being um, attacked by other other entities in the in the universe. And so eventually, like, has to broadcast the coordinates of Trisolaris. And the way they destroy the planet is um, they they send like basically something into one of the suns in the, in, in Trisolaris and that sun then expands and goes supernova and it destroys the entire world, the entire solar system probably over there. So we think that eventually that kind of um, attack is also coming towards, towards our universe. And so there's a couple different ways that people propose to, um, to kind of thwart that. Uh, and so the, the there's three the three main ones. So the first one is called the bunker project. And so what that means is because they think that that the attack is going to come and hit our sun and, and kind of take over Earth, you know, it's, it's going to you know expand and, and burn up Earth uh, because of that. So their proposal is that they build like a bunker um, on the uh, next to Jupiter, and then that would shield us from the effects. It's far enough away from the sun, and it would shield its effects from the the sun, you know, kind of growing large and, and involving Earth. Obviously, like that. Is there's an engineering challenge there to um, to move every, all the citizens of Earth to to this bunker, and then you have to build that bunker on the other side of Jupiter. Um, so that's one one way that they proposed. The second way is really complicated uh, in terms of physics, but they call it the black domain. And so what that means is that they they want to introduce a black hole to our our solar system. We would live inside the event horizon of the black hole, but we wouldn't get pulled into the singularity. But outside of the event horizon, like no light would be able to to traverse it, and you wouldn't be able to see inside of it either. So we'd be protected in that 
in that way from outside interference. But the downside of that, besides the engineering challenge of doing it, is that you wouldn't be able to escape the the event horizon ever. Like you would never be able to, to go outside the, the the solar system at that point. And the, the third one is to develop uh, light speed um, technology, which they hadn't developed yet. There is because of the gravitational stuff that that I talked about last time that that was kind of abandoned and made illegal to develop. Although they do it anyway. Uh, at the end, uh, that's how they they um, <laughs> escape the the two dimensional attack. But they kind of do it in secret. Um, we can talk more about that that later. But, but yeah, but that's based off of the, the 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 warning signs that they had about the 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 incoming attack. That's how they they the three different ideas they propose, and two of them are basically isolating ourselves from from the rest of the universe. And and who's um... I guess who's proposing these ideas and who's accepting or rejecting them? Is this the frontiers of science or is this a, nah. a, someone else? It's it's basically like the frontiers of science, they, they kind of don't play a, a, such a big role uh, after after the, the first book. It's basically, uh, it's it's kind of like the UN, but it's bigger. Like in the in the future, because like, the, the, the second and third books kind of go like deeper into the future. It, the second book is, is the UN, but then eventually it becomes like the, I forget the, there's a couple of different like earth uh, governing bodies <laughs> that happen. There's a whole complicated story uh, about how they actually get the warning that, that that's going to happen to Trislaris. Uh, it's probably a little bit too much to cover in this episode, but we can talk about it later. But readers of this, the, the series will, will know like Yun Tian Ming. He is a person that gets sent to uh, Trisolaris, kind of, um, or his brain does. <laughs> he, he gets sent to Trisolaris and kind of ingratiates himself into, and I, he gets like integrated into their, their society and he eventually sends the message back um, to Earth uh, to let them know that the, these kind of attacks are happening. In a very, in, in, in my favorite part of the, the whole series is like how he actually warns the Earth is in like these very metaphorical fairy tales. Uh, and like then, Earth has to decipher these fairy tales, and then based off of those, they kind of guess like how what they mean and like, what what kind of attacks are coming. And so like that's why they have these different ideas of how how to protect ourselves from the attack. But they get they guess wrong eventually. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> well, that's that's something to look forward to. Because they they assume that like that the 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 attack is coming from you know the same way that that the earth that that Trisolaris was attacked the you know attacking the sun but like i mentioned like the attack actually come the the aliens that send the attack they see that like that that people have moved on the other side of jupiter and think that oh well it probably won't work because of like the way the solar system is set up so that's why they send the two dim two dimensional attack so we we're currently reading chapters 5 and 6 and uh, towards the end of chapter six, Wang Miao starts uh, seeing numbers projected both on uh, photographs that he takes and then eventually in front of his face as well. On the last main podcast, Tim speculated that this was just some type of uh, supernatural thing that's happening to him and there really isn't an explanation for it. And I'm guessing because this is a science fiction novel, it, that's it's not supernatural, it's scientific. So how is he seeing those numbers? So it's extremely scientific. Um, before I tell you, do you have any any theories about like how it's happening given some of the stuff i've told you um i don't have any theories no i i i was with tim and thinking this is something else i'm sure it's something at the if i had to guess i would say it's something at the photon level but that's probably not true because the book is more about 
larger scale physics and dimensionality. So I'm not sure. So you're close. Actually, it, it does have to do with that. Well, not the photon level, but even even smaller than that. So Trisolaris itself is, uh, I think they say it's like 400 light years away or something like that. It's, it's really far away. And so, but the way that the Trisolarians actually communicate with Earth is by sending these part these subatomic particles called sophons. Uh, and what those sophons are, are actually, it's a computer that's like folded into multi-dimension i think it's it's like 20 something dimensional like so they have like these gigantic computers <laughs> uh and they they fold into like all these dimensions and they they eventually come into like the size of a um like an atom right uh and then they're able to travel at light speed to earth and the way they communicate with trisolaris is what they say quantum entanglement now that's also complicated <laughs> but like the idea is that like two particles like you know and very distant place can like resonate at the same quantum fluctuation and then like that can decipher messages that way somehow i don't really totally get it either but anyway the the idea is that like these 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 particles called sophons are sent to earth and actually that is what's causing all the the weird physics physics stuff so the um when, when dinghy um says that like the physics are and the colliders are responding in weird and unnatural ways. That's because the sophons are getting in there and, and messing with the, the results. And that also cause stuff like the numbers. So like they, they, they play all sorts of weird tricks on, on people. And the reason they do that is so eventually the scientists will shut down their research and the, the earth will like scientific progress will slow. And so they won't be as much of a threat. So the trisolarians come here and kind of take over. So that's, how it works like the sophon part is at the at the end of of the first book the the chapter that they explained it in is a lot of physics and pretty hard to, to understand when you <laughs> i had to read it a couple times to like get it i still don't totally get it but like yeah the idea is that you have like this uh yeah this this gigantic computer but then they fold it into like many dimensions so it gets super small and they can and they can travel at the speed of light and that's how like they're able to to get around and the other interesting thing uh, about that is that in because these particles are here and they eventually discover them they can also listen on conversations and so when they're coming up with plans and how to thwart the trisolarians like they have no idea if the trisolarians are listening you know and able to like be there because they're just subatomic particles so like there's a lot of reaction to kind of the paranoia about always being listened to about uh, the sofon so they have like sofon free room somehow and that's like I don't, I forget exactly how they do it, but like they come up with whole, like the, the majority of book two is all around like different ways to combat the Trisolarians and the, and the Sophons. I feel like Amazon missed a huge opportunity by not calling their echoes, their Sophons. <laughs> and, and so the reason, the reason Wang Miao is, is seeing these numbers is because he can control whether or not the exper the nanomaterial experiment continues and they want him to stop so it's easier for them to attack earth right right exactly like basically all of all scientific research should be should be stopped and so yeah his project is is determined to be important enough where they need to shut down that research so they don't continue to develop technology um so yeah so the trisolarians can come here and attack earth more easily and and, and then how how does how does shen yufei know about this so she's a member of an organization that kind of works with the the Trisolarians. Like they have some contact with uh, them. I forget exactly how it works because I, I it's been a little while since I read reread the Three Body Problem. I'm kind of reading um, in more real time along with the show. But yeah, she she and like the rest of them work with a group called the the ETO. 
I hope I'm remembering that right. But yeah, they, they basically are, 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 there's a group of people who are in touch with, with the Trisolarians or like communicate with them. Um, and, and yeah, when is also part of that, um, that organization, uh, where they're welcoming the Trisolarians to, uh, to come here and, and take over earth. And so like, that's why they have the VR simulation to kind of do, uh, to recruit people and in, into their organization. Well, that's all very cool. Yeah. It's, I, I'm guessing that's not what you, ex- you kind of expected or you said, you said, uh, photons. So it's, yeah, it's I, close. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I didn't expect the, the miniature computers wrapped up in subatomic particles. So that's, yeah. And, and they can also unfold too. Um, and so the, the next chapters that we're going to read for the next show, uh, when the universe flickers. So when they talk about that, they say like the background radiation, of, that that's how they want to monitor the, the universe flickering. So what, what actually happens is like the sophons actually go outside the earth and expand. And so they cover the, the sky and they actually like make like this, the stars flicker for him. And that it's, uh, it's pretty weird. <laughs> and, and 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 does that happen because that's a signal to the Trisolarians, or is that just no, a signal to Wang Miao? Yeah, it's just like messing with with Wang Miao to make to make him um to, to make him believe basically that he needs to shut down his experiment. Interesting. Well, uh, we'll we'll save those spoilers for for the next spoiler cast, I guess. Yeah, the the next couple of chapters really focus on the the VR stuff. Um, so we'll, we'll be introduced to Wang Miao going into the three body uh, VR simulation and start seeing some of that stuff. Although it's not really revealed like what we're seeing for for a little while, but you know we do see uh, him being on the VR world and the the sun's kind of rotating and the civilization gets destroyed a couple times um, as part of the simulation and like uh, because of like the chaotic uh, orbits of the of the suns. So we start seeing that. For, for the next one. And that's what we're also finally reintroduced to the rehydrate uh, thing. And, and in, in the main podcast, we have, we have a section about how would this translate to a, a visual medium. And so obviously the, the sofans going up and, and making the stars flicker, that's, that's relatively straightforward, but otherwise having, having subatomic particles, that's, that's going to be an interesting interesting visual challenge and maybe... yeah especially like how do you how do you like represent like the stuff folding into like folding and unfolding into multiple dimensions like i don't know <laughs> like, yeah that's gonna yeah that's gonna it's gonna something's gonna something really cool is gonna happen yeah i mean hopefully they don't just dumb it down and like be and, and make it you know like like, like shrink keep... like shrinky dinks yeah <laughs> hopefully they keep like the like like the hardcore physics in there you know because i think that stuff is cool but it's also really hard to understand like i don't understand most of it still like i even rereading it it's like all the the stuff i was talking about like the black domain like that's still really in the book they talk about the Schwarzschild radius and i was like i had to look at what that is <laughs> and there's all sorts of like weird like gravitational black hole stuff that i don't totally get um so when they actually get to it and and they start talking about light speed travel and curvature propulsion and uh, gravitational anomalies and two dimensional attacks and subatomic particles with uh, quantum entanglement, like how are they going to film that? I don't know. Yeah. I I, I imagine there's going to be a lot of exposition that characters are doing while they're walking and talking and, and trying to explain all this to one another so the audience can follow along. I hope not, but I, I don't know. I don't know like how else they can do it. But it's also like Benioff and Weiss, so <laughs> they'll probably just get rid of it and like have dragons attack the earth or something. 
I never watched Game of Thrones, but I also I still think it's interesting how how upset that made fans of the books. <laughs> it, it is like I mean the Benioff and Weiss are really good at adapting the material they had, but then like when they got when they got out of material and they they ran out of it, it was terrible. Uh, and like they had like they didn't care about the world anymore. Like people just like traveled between like di- you know locations with like no time at all. Like it's a it's a medieval world you know basically right. And so like you're you're traveling on horses or you know sometimes riding dragons. But most of the time people are just like walking or riding horses right. And people just like kind of like teleport to different locations across the world. It's like you know I think I think Westeros is like roughly the size of of England or maybe a little bit bigger. But like. It'd be like traveling by horse from like London to, to Newcastle in like oh. couple hours, right? It's like I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's too far. Um, so well, well, yeah, well, that's what I'm. For, yeah, for for the Netflix series, at least they have a complete self-contained trilogy to work off of, and they're not uh, they're not racing the author <laughs> to to right. try to you know they're not waiting for the author to, to write something and they don't have to stuff up on their own i mean i'm sure they will i'm sure they'll they'll bring a lot to the series but it's at least at least the main plot points are already figured out for them yeah i mean my main concerns like i said are the technical physics stuff uh and you know the general scientific concepts that need to boil down for kind of mass consumption because you know not everybody has the appetite for hardcore science fiction and that's what this book really is like it gets into hardcore science fiction pretty soon starting now uh and then Second of all is like the westernization. Like hopefully they don't like over westernize it uh, and make all the characters white or something. Hopefully there's enough there's enough backlash on that from other media to to not do that. Well, Dan, thank you for spoiling both the Three Body Problem and the Remembers of Earth's Past series for me. This has been the Rehydrate Spoiler Cast. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.